Welcome to the season finale episode of The Wave. It's the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Do we do Wave seasons? It's no. definitely season finale week. News doesn't stop, does no, it? No, it doesn't. It's definitely season finale week. My name's Nick. My name's Adam. Welcome to the Bottom of the Stream Wave show. <laughs> Did all that already. Yeah, Look, I think that news never stops, but we've got a good lineup of news. Befitting yeah. a season finale. <laughs> Good. But really, the main event is, I guess, on Thursday. Thursday. Season finale of the movie show episode. Yeah, back on this very feed. It's the final episode of season six. It's our final movie to drop into the stream table. Yeah. Where's it going to end up? Close out this table. Yeah. It's exciting. Flying monkeys. Have you got any further thoughts on last week's episode since... Uh, of last week's episode. Since Thursday. Last week we watched. He never died. He never died. Uh, I just listened to it today, actually, what so it you? reminded me of what that movie was. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it's good. It's a really, good a really good fun movie. Yeah, agreed. I think it ended up it ended up in tenth on the stream table. I think. And I think that is a good. I think that's result. at this time of the season. That's a good place to be. And I th- also think that flying monkeys. Well, I'm not sure where it's going to end no, up. No, nor me. It's kind of our bread and butter, isn't it? It's kind of the, the sort of I feel it might be a mood movie. Yeah. So we'll, right. we'll see where we were when it's we gonna watched be a, it. And it's going to be an interesting one on Thursday to talk have, about, I think. How have we digested it since? Hmm. Agreed. So, yeah, come back and we'll uh, we'll talk all things primate. Flying primates. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Nick? I'm pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. You look tired. Are you okay? I've had a long week. <laughs> it's been It's a long weekend now. Happy Easter. Yes. Indeed. Happy Easter to you and to all of the... Uh, it was, it'll be Easter Monday when this episode comes out. Happy it Easter will. to everybody. So you'll all be chomping on your chocolate, chocolate eggs. Nice. You having any chocolate eggs? Um, if someone buys me some. I haven't brought you one. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. If I'd have thought ahead, I probably could have. That's fine. Uh, Sunday. Yep. Which is in the past Last now. Sunday. It's yesterday. It's yeah. last evening. Yes. Uh, we ha- we've had a bottom of the stream watch along. Yes, of That's course. That's our Easter present to everyone. It is indeed. If you want to... Well, it's too late for this one, but if you want to come to the next one, you're more than welcome. Time travel's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Join us in our Discord, yep. details of which, and the link to which, are in the show notes. They should be. And you can join our little community and join future watch-alongs. Yeah. So here's past me saying I had a great time last night. <laughs> and here's past me agreeing with you. Let's yeah. hope it actually happened now. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Diana the Musical. I'm very excited. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. How's your week been? Yeah, not too bad. Not really done a lot, I don't think. Okay. Got a new lawnmower. L- nice. I've not I'm used just, it yet. I'm just <laughs> looking out the window to check if your grass we've the, is... We've got the blind open. We never record with the blinds open. <laughs> hope the neighbours don't go in the garden. Petrol? No, battery. Hover? Battery. Battery Look powered. I've gone into the 20th Eco-war, century. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't like cables. No. So... Uh, Everything's wireless these Yeah, days. they're just there to be run over. Got a free streamer with it as well. Lovely. Also battery powered. Uses right. the same battery as the lawnmower. Efficient. Exactly. Like. It's one of these brands where you can use the same battery for like 200 odd tools. Yeah. So it's cool. So I can start collecting those tools now. If it starts being grey and horrible, I might tackle my garden. I, I might mow my thatch. <laughs> it's going to be nice over the weekend. Apparently, Apparently. so. Apparently. The, the weekend is just gone. It's going to be nice in the future. 
I'm planning on painting my decking. Oh, lovely. So we'll see. We'll see how nice Rock it is. and roll. <laughs> yeah, I know. Living the actual dream. I've got the pressure washer ready to go. Paint each uh, length. <laughs> A different colour, please. Nope. That's too much effort. Okay. It's actually, it's two-tone now. It's actually going to all be the same colour. Right. That's my plan. Do it like pink and white. Like no candy floss. <laughs> No, okay. Fine. That's not going to be the first best. time that Candy Floss gets mentioned on this episode. Really? Enough. Yeah. Well, How strange is that? It's a small world. It is a small world. Have you got any Netflix news for me? Yeah, loads. Good. <laughs> should we crack on? Yeah, we probably should. The first one: circle a date in your diary. Okay. And tell me which of these are you going to go for? Because on May the twenty seventh, yeah, you have to choose between watching. Part one of Stranger Things season four. Okay. Or Disney Plus's big Star Wars release, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh, both coming on the same day? Same day. Ooh, competitive. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I'm going straight to Stranger Things. So <laughs> There's no question in that <laughs> at all. But yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting. Same day, two big releases. Nice. I okay. know you like a big release. I so. do. Absolutely. Especially at the end of May. Yeah. I've got the week off after that, so right. I could maybe do both. Plenty of time to recover. So I can re- recover and do both shows yeah. in that week. Excellent. <laughs> Good. Uh, Netflix is releasing a new button. Oh, I love a new button. <laughs> I, re- I was reading about this the other day. I think it's actually quite a good idea. Is it? Or is it? Are we? Are we where will the madness stop, though? Never. Because it's Netflix. <laughs> the new button, which is coming to Netflix, is the double thumbs up. Yeah. So if you like a show currently, you give it a thumbs up. It yeah. helps set your algorithm, brings more shows or movies with that person in, directed by this person, yeah. that genre, etc., etc. That is staying. The thumbs up is staying. But you're now going to have the double thumbs up, which is when you really <laughs> like a show. I really, really like that one. Show me more of that. I mean, fine. Where will the madness stop? Will we end up with 17 <laughs> thumbs up? Maybe. Will we be on toes by then? Maybe you have to. You'll end up having to rank everything that you've ever watched yeah. on Netflix. And then you'll have a like a stream, stream table. table. <laughs> There's that only wouldn't be two, the first idea that they've you only have us. two thumbs. So true. You know, are we are we gonna just keep going till we've got all the digits? I don't know. Virgin Media used to do it. I don't know if they still do, but on their I old boxes you could double. Don't thumbs turn up my box. <laughs> I don't very often. But on their old boxes, you could definitely double thumbs up something that you watched. Would you like to hear the Netflix statement on their new button? I would love the button statement. <laughs> Netflix has said, consider double thumbs up as a way to fine-tune your recommendations to see even more series or films influenced by what you love. A thumbs up still lets us know what you like, so we use this response to make similar recommendations. But a double thumbs up tells us what you loved and helps us get even more specific with your recommendations. For example, if you loved Bridgerton, you might see even more shows or films starring the cast or from the Shondaland production company. Yeah, okay. I kind of thought that's how it was anyway. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no news on getting a double thumbs down, by the way. No. That's not in the pile. That's not, that's not a thing. I really hated this. Don't <laughs> ever show me anything else with anybody from the island in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They give something a double thumbs down and, I don't know, Scarlett Johansson disappears in a puff of smoke or something. <laughs> Never see anything she's ever in. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Bosworth just is gone. 
Well, there's advantages to everything. So. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she's lovely. So. Sure she is. But just because you like something that somebody from Bridgerton's in doesn't necessarily going to mean you like everything that they've ever done. No, because but, they might do something totally different. So this lady here who's in this picture, she was in Casualty once. Right. Well, I don't like Casualty. <laughs> Though Netflix isn't going to recommend I watch that, is it? Just because I like Bridgerton. They couldn't be more different. That's very true. I mean... The logic is flawed. The logic is flawed, but if you see two sensible. thumbs on your uh, Netflix app, that's that's why it's happening. Absolutely. Okay. Talking of Netflix buttons, oh, we got more button news. <laughs> Double button news. Double button. There's a a bit of a debate raging yeah. about the skip intro button. Oh right. Okay. The sort of uh, guild of theme tune composers. Yeah. I really don't like it. <laughs> that makes sense. Why would they? You know, that's their, that's their work that's getting skipped. Yeah. Uh, and there's a really interesting article on The Guardian. Uh, <laughs> they interviews a load of theme tune music composers basically saying that, you know, th- we play an important part. Not only are they great sort of pieces of music sometimes, but <laughs> they kind of set the tone for the... For the show. Yeah. They give you a chance to sort of dial in before everything kicks off. I can see that. Do you use it? Yeah. No one when they are binge watching, I don't think. This is the issue, isn't it? it the way you consume a show has changed. changed. If I'm watching something once a week, I ain't skip I'm probably not skipping the theme tune. No. If I'm on my eighth episode in a row I'm skipping the theme tune every time. Absolutely. That's the difference. Maybe they should make it so you can only skip if you've already watched one episode that day. Oh. So you have to at least listen to the theme tune once a day. Interesting. Like, for instance, one of my favourite Netflix shows of all time is Orange is the New Black. Yeah. But I would skip that theme tune every it's single time. It's quite a long sequence. And it's is, crap. It? Yeah. <laughs> I hate that song so much. But then there's other shows where I don't skip it if I like the theme tune. Like the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I never would have skipped that. Yes. So that's a great theme tune. There's a few that I wouldn't skip. Mm. I wouldn't skip that. That That is a great one. Uh, everybody, uh, Somebody Feed Phil, which we talked about last yes, week. Yes, never would skip that no. in a million years. It's, it's, it's a joy. It is. I would Even if I was watching, which I will watch all of those episodes in one day, I ain't skipping any of that theme tune. I sing along to that theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, but, do you want some stats? Yeah. Do you want some really do want some stats. nerdy... Skip and try that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, should we? Should, you can have a guess if you okay, want. Okay, let's play it like a game. How many times a day Oof. do you think Netflix says the skip intro button is pressed? Fuck no. Millions. <laughs> 23 million. You are not even close. Really? 136 million times a day. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that's just people who are skipping it. Yeah. They wow. estimate that that saves users worldwide a cumulative total of 130 years of viewing time. <laughs> Jesus. I kind of do get the composer's points, though, because, like you say, it is their bread and butter. Because but, it will get to the point, if people keep doing it, it will get to the point where the shows don't have an intro. Sure. There's no need for one. And then all those people which, are out of work. Which you kind of happen... Like, take something like... Uh, I should have thought of this before I started. Uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. It's Very just got, short. It's got a twang, hasn't it? Yeah, very that's short. It. 
got lost. Yeah. Never had a theme tune, really. It's a, not even a jingle. It's, it's the tone. Yeah. And you're straight in. Yeah, that's like 20 years old now. But then you get, you'd have something like Game of Thrones. Yeah, which goes on forever. Yeah. Good. Look, great piece of music. Yeah. I think if... I'm not watching it for three and a half minutes. Twice And an it hour. got longer. As that show went on, it got longer as more areas cast. got introduced and the cast got bigger. <laughs> I think if you can get the perfect theme tune, people won't skip it. Like we've just said about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Somebody Feed Phil. People don't skip those. So it's got to be something to do with the quality as well as it, the... Uh, in the article, someone says, uh, my favourite show is The Office, the US Office. Yeah. And I will never skip it because I love it. I always skip it. I always skip it. Do I've been for me. doing the watch along for that. I now. know, that's why I mentioned it. But yeah. the British Office, I probably wouldn't. I haven't watched the British I know, <laughs> is, is it a Rod Stewart song? Is it Handbags and Gladys? Yeah, that's the one. It yeah. is, isn't it? I probably wouldn't skip that. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's, it all depends on your tastes, I guess. Interesting com- interesting topic of conversation, though. Great stats, I thought. Love, love, love a good stat. We love a stat on this podcast. Okay. Shall we Shall we move away from button news? <laughs> yep. We don't be button news. <laughs> We've done a, done a ten minute session on buttons on okay. Netflix. So, do you like Jenny from the Block? Jennifer Lopez. That's the badger. Uh, I don't think I've got anything against her. Okay, we I think reported a few months ago about her signing a deal with Netflix yep. for future projects. It has been announced this week that the 2022 edition of the Tribeca Film Festival will kick off. On Wednesday, June the 8th, with the world premiere of a new Netflix documentary. Oh, okay. It is half time and it follows Jennifer Lopez as she reflects on her career as a global recording star and movie icon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why is it called half time? Is she half dead? <laughs> <laughs> is she halfway there? Yeah. She's done. I, I don't. So, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Scratch that. Uh, it's it's also a peek behind the curtain as she readies herself for the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, okay. So it's <laughs> and Joe Biden's presidential inauguration. I'm um, talking to people who might nearly be there. <laughs> uh, wow. Sorry, I, I, I like the guy. Same. <laughs> um, Robert De Niro is really happy. <laughs> Good. What about this? Yes. Oh. Uh, he's one of the festival directors and. Uh, he says that halftime reminds us that powerful storytelling encourages us to fight for the universal values that bind humanity together. Wow. It's a, document- it up, it's a documentary about J-Lo. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Get down off your pedestal a little bit. <laughs> no, I know you're all from like New York and stuff, but come on. Come on. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it'll be good. Netflix, don't, Netflix only make good documentaries. That'd be great. But I would question if a Jennifer Lopez documentary is going to change the world. I'm yeah. sorry, Bob. I agree with you there. <laughs> okay. Next. Have you heard the last week or so uh, of this show that is catching on on Netflix called Old Enough? I have heard. I've not seen it, but I have heard Are of you it. tempted? I'll, uh, I would, I'll a little bit. cover what lie. it is. It's, yeah. it's a ch- Japanese show yeah. that has been running for 30 years. Yeah. And, it, and a load of episodes have just dropped on Netflix. Yeah, I'd seen it. It's in the charts. It's a show. They're only sort of a few minutes long. And again, a, a documentary of sorts, I guess. Yeah. Basically, they let toddlers just out on the streets and go and do a task. 
and the camera sort of follows them going to do the shopping or they've got to catch the subway. On their own? Yeah. Well, I suppose they're safe if they're being filmed and everything, but it seems a bit of a strange thing. Yeah, then the it? parents are consorted and, you know, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh, how will this kid... Will, will this life. kid be able to get three subway stops down home or go and buy the fruit from the market? <laughs> Apparently, I've not checked it out yet. No, I haven't either. It is absolutely addictive. I, I don't understand how, but okay. <laughs> it's it's a real sort of institution in Japan. <laughs> um, 30 years. Fifth, it is estimated a fifth of the Japanese population tunes into each broadcast. The show uh, shows children from the ages of two to four being sent out on their own to navigate often food-related chores such as picking up items from the grocery store or delivering delivering items elsewhere in the town. <laughs> okay. Sounds <laughs> very strange. Now It sounds very Japanese. It does. And I mean it's that as a true. compliment. It's very true. That it's just a little bit wacky. Yeah. But you can kind of think... I, that good on you for <laughs> for getting that through and making a show of this of this concept. You've got kids, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> but if you knew they were going to be completely safe, how do you think your kids would get on catching a bus into town, doing some shopping, and coming home? <laughs> the youngest one specifically, I'm thinking of. I it. feel <laughs> that if that happened with my youngest child, it would sort of cut to black and then the camera would fade back up the bus would be upturned on fire <laughs> and the town would just be smoldering <laughs> and a tire would just roll across the, <laughs> and she'd just walk along street. with a pineapple in a bag yeah fine <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly what would happen <laughs> maybe one of us should check it out let's check it out and come back and talk about it in there oh what we did next, mention is like, this time. is the same child who uh, when we saw each other on Saturday, yes, uh, at a small gathering, <laughs> small gathering, <laughs> said to one of our mutual friends, challenged him to an arm wrestle, and then said, "Don't worry, I'll go easy on you," <laughs> and then still beat him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Check out old enough if you want to. Uh, we should. We'll check it out, and we'll come back at some point next season to talk about it. Next, do. You like Millie Bobby Brown. Absolutely. Well, then you are in luck because she is leading a new Netflix movie called Damsel. Netflix love her, don't they? Yeah, they do. They she's, do. she's got Enola Holmes 2 on the way. Yep, Stranger Things. And Obviously. now Damsel. Damsel is they also have joined the cast are Robin Wright and Ray Winston. Okay. Ray Winston. Is he the best, worst actor in the world? Yep. Probably. <laughs> Him and Stephen Graham, maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh, also stars uh, Nick Robinson. Oh, I love Nick Robinson. Uh, and Angela Bassett. Oh, wow. Dire- directed okay. by Juan Carlos Fresnaldillo. Oh, who was, uh, was behind 28 Weeks Later. Damsel follows a young woman who, after agreeing to marry a prince learns that her royal in-laws have actually recruited her as a sacrifice to pay off an ancient debt. Her not-so-happily-ever-after goes from bad to worse when she is thrown in a cave with a fire-breathing dragon and must rely on her wits to make it out alive. There's a real left turn at the end of that synopsis. (laughs) I was not expecting a fire-breathing dragon to show up. That sounds fun. It sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah. Why not? 
I think, uh, yeah, some action chops. She can do action. Wielding a broadsword and all that sort of stuff. That sounds right. Yeah, I'm up for it. I'm excited for that. Ray Winston will just be gruff and loud, won't he? And yeah. We'll go from there. He'll be the most cockney medieval man you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Damsel arrives next year on Netflix. Cool. Next. Netflix has revived an animation project. Okay. That has been stuck in limbo for some time. It is the animated movie Nimona. Right. Uh, which, by the sounds of it, has been through a right rigmarole. Right. Uh, this movie started in 2015 as a project. Wow. Uh, directed, well, going to be, well, was going to be directed by Patrick Osborne, who'd done some short animations for Pixar. Hmm. Uh, and then the movie moved from Disney to Blue Sky Studios, which uh, is owned by Fox. Fox was bought by Disney. <laughs> Nimona was put on the shelf. Uh, Rumours that Disney ditched it because of its LGBTQA content. Right. That sounds like Disney. That's fair. So Patrick Osborne left, but the movie's back. Right. And Netflix are finishing it. Okay. Uh, they have purchased it. Uh, Nimona sees the story of a knight framed for a crime he did not commit. So far, so Netflix. <laughs> the only person who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona, a shape-shifting teen who might also be the monster he has sworn to kill. Ooh. Set in a techno-medieval world, <laughs> unlike anything animation has tackled before, this is a story about the labels we assign to people and the shapeshifter who refuses to be defined by anyone. Okay, that sounds more medieval. It? Yeah, movies. we've gone, gone medieval all of a sudden. Is Ray Winston in this one as well? No, some of the voice talents announced: Chloe Grace Moretz, Riz Ahmed, Ballister Boldheart. Oh, that's that's who Riz <laughs> Ahmed say. is playing. And Eugene Lee Yang are the only voice cast so far announced. Excellent. Keep your eyes open for that one then. That looks quite good. Sure. Someone we haven't talked about for a few weeks. Yep. And I know you've been missing. Yep. Who? Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah, we really missed him. Do you remember we talked ages ago? This was probably about when Army of the Dead came out. He... I think it was when he was doing the interviews promoting that. Yeah. Snyder came out and said, right, I've got my next movie lined up. Yes, he did. I'm going to rip off Star Wars. Yes. Netflix have asked me to put this movie together. I've I've been working on it for years and years. It's called Rebel Moon. Yeah. Basically just sounds like Star Wars. Yeah. Well, some news has come out this week. Turns out what Snyder said was kind of true. Right. It is a Star Wars-ish movie. And the reason it sounds so much like Star Wars is that it is based on a concept that he wanted to pitch to Lucasfilm as a Star Wars movie. Oh, right. Okay. So Lucasfilm went, no, that sounds shit. And then so he's gone, okay, I'll just make it and make it 12 hours long. For Just to remind anyone who's not familiar, Rebel Moon is set in a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy that finds itself threatened by the armies of the tyrannical Regent Balisorius. They dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from a neighbouring planet to help them make a stand. Sounds very Star Wars. Very Star Wars. The cast has expanded, and that is this piece of news. We already mentioned that Sophia Butella was playing the lead. Yeah. 
now joining the cast charlie hunman cool jimon hunsu i don't know how you say his name yeah i don't know who that is either he was in uh, guardians of the galaxy he's been in quite a few marvel i know who he is yep jenna malone okay ray fisher wow rupert friend okay cameras will roll this year i presume we will see that next year Zack Snyder does Star Wars coming to Netflix. Isn't didn't he split it into two movies as well? I think we had that in the news a while back. Possibly, I it wouldn't it, surprise me. I think it's been split. It's either that or it's going to be six hours long. Yeah, two. It's going to be two six-hour-long movies now. <laughs> Harry Elwes has been cast. In oh, Harry Elwes as well. Corey Stoll. Excellent. Excellent. Not excellent. I will not be watching that. Yeah, you will. I won't. <laughs> that Oscar money started rolling in over at Apple. Okay. Well, you it, said that last week about something as well. <laughs> Well, they're continu- continuing to splash the cash because Tom Hanks has made an exclusive deal with Apple TV+. Plus. He does. He's done a lot of work with him anyway, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. He's, it's his, not exclusive. The, his, his and Gary Goatsman's production company, Playtone, have made an exclusive deal with Apple TV+. Plus. They are developing, first off, a sequel to the movie Greyhound. Okay. And Masters of the Air, which is a World War Two series, kind of in the same vein as the Pacific and brand, Band of Brothers, which Hanks was obviously yeah. involved in years ago. Yeah, coming straight to Apple TV Plus. Um, and an agreement to have the first look of various future series, movies, ideas, documentaries. So yeah, Getting- Hanks is on the Apple train. T- signing Tom Hanks for an exclusive contract, that's big. How do you for, like them apples? For, for Apple, that's big news, isn't it? Really big news. His robot movie was on there as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, Finch. Finch. Yeah. Yeah, he loves them. Do you know what I'm really excited about, the more I hear about it? What? The Barbie movie. Same, actually. <laughs> there's a lot of really good names getting put into it. Because there's been a casting update to this movie this week as well. Yeah. Will Ferrell's on board. Yeah. I can, a- I can see that. In a uh, as yet untitled role, it has been confirmed, as we suspected, that Ryan Gosling will play Ken. Okay. Which I think is excellent cast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, also joining the cast, Simu Liu. Okay. Yeah. Himself. Yeah. Uh, Emma Mackey. Okay. Who's just seems to be everywhere. Yeah, she does. Kate McKinnon. Right. And we also mentioned, I think, last time, America Ferrera. Yeah, we did. I'm on for this. I think they're going to go wacky. They're going to go weird. But they've got with a cast like, especially with Margot Robbie in the lead role. You, yeah, you you cast that cast is wacky and weird. Directed by Greta Gerwig. This is going to be all right. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they're doing with it. Sure. Really I don't know nice. if it's going to be entirely kid appropriate. No, there's <laughs> is that. It, as is well, it going to aim at a couple of levels? Maybe. Yeah. It's where do you aim that? But I'm in, I'm interested to see mm. some uh, some footage from the Barbie movie. Same. Things I never thought I'd say. <laughs> there we go. Do you like PlayStation? <laughs> That's debatable. Okay. I feel like there's a story there. <laughs> Genuinely. Yes. Right, I brought, you know I brought a PS5. I do, yeah. You know, we played my PS5 on New Year's Eve. Yes. When we did that quiz game. Is I that... haven't turned it on since. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I realised the other day. I said you like four months, nearly four months yeah. ago. Quarter of just, a year ago. just sits gathering dust in my lounge. Have you got anything for it? No, because no. there's nothing for have? it. Oh, because there's still nothing. <laughs> there's still no games for it. For it. I, I'm seriously considering selling it, um, mainly because I just don't use it. But 
the PSVR 2 is about to be announced. Right. So I'm quite intrigued to see what's happening there. What, and compare it to your... Compare it to the Quest to see, yeah. and see what the differences are. But we'll see. Um, at yeah. the minute, no, I'm not a big fan of PlayStation. Okay, we'll skip this then. <laughs> oh, no, wait. You like movies. I love movies. Well, then... I like we, the last PlayStation movie I we saw. We can bring well. it back. Was that in, Uncharted? Uncharted. Yeah. Well, good, because that is a good segue. Good. Mostly, everyone seems to have been quite happy with how that performed at the box office. I'd agree. I thought it was great. The because Tom Holland effect really helped it, I think. But. Deadline has announced that everything is moving forward on the movie adaptation of Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. That's how you pronounce it, Rodham. Thanks. <laughs> I've never played Ghost of Tsushima. I know some people who have and who loved it. Same. And it is very beautifully lo- It's a very beautiful looking game. Uh, a screenwriter has been a- announced, Takeshi Dosha. Okay. And a director has been announced. Okay. Chad Stahelski. Chad Stahelski. Are you familiar with him? No. He has directed four movies. Okay. Some might say one of the most successful recent franchises of all time. Okay. He helmed all the John Wicks. Oh, that's why I've never, I've not, not seen, I've not seen any John Wicks. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not it's bad, isn't it? I think I I know I'd love them. I really yeah, like I do Keanu as well. Reeves. <laughs> Same. I do. I don't know why I've just. Never I don't seen think them. they're on. They're they're not difficult to find. I could get them a paper, but they're not. They they're not on a streaming. Service. No, I don't think they are. Well, I don't think they are either. One of them was on Netflix for a little while. Yeah, but it was like three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ghost of Tsushima set in so twelve seventy four, and it's it's about a samurai warrior, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of seeking revenge and yeah, causing much blood letting. <laughs> across feudal Japan. Could, I mean, that's going to look beautiful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it could be epic. could be a real good epic yeah. summer movie. Well, winter movie. Lots of rain and yeah. beautiful Make it proper Japan Japanese, and, yeah. Oh, it could be great. Yeah, it could be great. That is, uh, yeah, that's being pushed forward. Obviously, you've got The Last of Us as well. That's Oh, of course, yeah, that's coming. The HBO series, haven't yeah. you? Uh, and also... Closing out on the PlayStation movie adaptations. Yeah. Uh, the US streaming services Peacock has ordered a live action series based on the Twisted Metal games. Oh, okay. With Anthony Mackie cast. That's an interesting that. one. I'm not familiar with those ones. No, I'm not massively familiar with them. Okay. Are they but racing games? I feel I like they're racing I games. thought they were. But yeah, it's all go on PlayStation related movies. Excellent. We'll keep our eyes on it. Final bit of news. Okay. To round things off for the season in the wave. <laughs> this week, Nicolas Cage. Hmm. Because you know has a mo- he has a movie coming out very shortly. He does. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I've got tickets to see it on Monday, in uh, fact. What a lovely Easter Monday that'll be. <laughs> but my, my, I'm going on my own. If I go, I'm going on my own. Yeah. There's something I've not done before. Believe it or not, never been to cinema on my own. Really? No. So I I'm think you'll, you'll love it. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think you're right. Uh, well, this week, Nicolas Cage joined Reddit and he yeah. didn't ask me anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Do we want some highlights from Nicolas Cage's <laughs> Ask Me Anything? Does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> Let's, we'll, do, we'll do a few and uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed with some of the answers. Okay. So, uh, Cage was asked, what is the movie quote you hate most when strangers holler it at you in public? Okay. Cage said... I don't have a problem with any quotes. <laughs> I'm glad people remember my movies. Well, that's a good answer. It's a bit of a cop out, but it's a good answer. 
What is your dream role that you have yet to complete? Hmm. I I was thinking, oh, he's going to say Dracula. He's going to try and like wind it yeah. into this movie. He's got him. Have you seen the pictures of him as Dracula? Yeah, yeah. it looks incredible. It does look really it good. Does look really good. And he said, I would like to play Jules Verne's Captain Nemo. I could see that. Which would be pretty cool. Yeah. Another question posed to him. Dear Mr. Travolta, <laughs> how has life changed for you since changing faces with Nicolas Cage? Do you regret the decision or would you do it again? <laughs> Cage's response. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Is that all he said? Yeah. <laughs> do you get the feeling that might be the thing that he hates getting quoted at quite, quite a lot? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> or oh, variations on that joke, yeah. <laughs> Uh, evening sir what movie can you watch over and over again and still not get bored P- please tell me what's a movie that he's in no oh. although a movie directed by someone he's related to okay uh, apocalypse now and what? spirited away oh really lovely i can't imagine him sitting and watching <laughs> spirited away this is an interesting one i'll only, i'm not gonna do more do a couple more if only three of your films could be preserved for posterity, which three would you choose? Oh, interesting. If he doesn't, a lot to choose there from. Is a lot. If he doesn't choose Face Off, then we know that he's pissed off with it. He doesn't choose Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> is Con Air in there? No. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, so he chooses Leaving Las Vegas. Fake. Did he, he got an Oscar for he that? Did. He did, yeah. He chose 211. And <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, that... Uh, <laughs> Oh, what was it called? Uh, from Beyond from or whatever it was called. I can't remember. Left Behind. Left, left, left Behind? No. No, that's not that. That's not it's like that. Of. It's something like that. One way he runs around in that posing pouch. pouch. No, he chose Leaving Las Vegas. He chose Pig. I can't wait to watch Pig. And I thought this was quite a surprise. He chose Bringing Out the Dead. Oh. I don't think I've seen that. I, I have years and years and years ago. Uh, which director would you like to work with? You've not had the chance. Uh, I would love to work with Christopher Nolan uh, and Spike Lee. Aim for the star. <laughs> okay, let's let's end it on this one. Okay, because this is where this conversation seems to have accidentally been leading. <laughs> okay, it's a direct question. Right. No messing around here. Would you do a face-off too? No. The answer from Nicolas Cage is simply one word. <laughs> is it no? Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> That ain't happening. John Travolta's not doing that. I've, I've got to read this one. I've got one more. <laughs> okay. the, the abs, this is the last one. I, I saw your face light when you read it. <laughs> I, I got so excited. I've closed the window. I need to find <laughs> it again. <laughs> but this this is uh, this is pure cage for me. What has been the most challenging? Oh, uh, yeah. What has been the most challenging role to get into character each day to film? Hmm. None of them. <laughs> I would say that Nick Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent was the most challenging role <laughs> I had to get in character for. <laughs> because I added, I had the added component of trying to be Nicolas Cage plus the director's version of Nicolas Cage for this That movie. must have been quite tough, to be fair. <laughs> That's a good answer. There's loads more. Check it out. Definitely. What a guy. What an absolute Man the myth. Living legend. <laughs> Is that all your news done? That's all the news. I've got a little bit of news. Oh, brilliant. I've kept this from you a little bit because I'm a little bit like surprised by it. It's not news. <laughs> okay. It's bottom of the stream related news. Brilliant. I looked at the top 10 of Netflix today as I always do. Okay. Top 10 movies this week. Look, what's at number eight? 
Oh, that's on our long list. Oh, how weird. And it's been on our long list. It's how it ends. Is it number eight currently in the Netflix top 10? Okay, is this in the UK or worldwide? This is worldwide. This is the global top 10. Um, it's had five point two five point. Where is it? Five point six five million views this week, but it came out. It's a Netflix original that came out in two thousand eighteen, and it's been on our long list since the very beginning of the show. Why? All of a sudden, it's number eight in the top ten. Why has that happened? They must be pushing it onto people's front page. They must surely. be because you're not you're not scrolling through pages and pages and going, oh, I fancy that. Forest Whitaker film, and I don't even know who else is in it. I can't tell who's the guy underneath the gas mask. I don't, I don't know. We're gonna have to have to take that off our longest now. Well, that's kind of <laughs> what does it suck? I don't know. It might be a it well, might be a terrible film. It's, it's quite low rated on there. But yeah, isn't that weird? That's really weird. Really, really weird. Also, I went around my parents' house a couple of days ago, and they yeah. they got their Netflix front page on the TV. Sure. The main film it was recommending to them, Take Me. Oh, okay. Them, what's the name? Okay. Piper. From Orange is the New Black. Did they double thumbs up Orange is the New Black? <laughs> Maybe. I was like, because why are my films got all over the show? Well, is, is, that an, is there something else with by that director or with Forrest Whitaker that people have gone, ah, yeah, I love that. Good question. Let's have a look. I don't and, think and Forrest this is like a this is like a offshoot of that. Is this a new variable that we're going to have to contend with on this show? Or is it just Netflix has maybe gone... Oh, we've only got a few weeks left with this movie. Let's push it onto everyone's front page. May as well get some people. But it's to an original. Watch. It's a Netflix original. Oh, so it's not going anywhere. I don't know. It's only rated a five out of ten on IMDb. Um, who directed it? It was directed by David M. Rosenthal, who hasn't directed anything since. So. <laughs> I've no idea. I and can't. It's really explain strange, it. isn't it? It's just it threw me a little bit earlier on when I was going through the top ten to see if there's anything worth talking about. Theo James is the main guy in it. Okay. Cat Graham and Forrest Whitaker unexplainable inexplicable both of those things it now has to come off our long list and it's an OG it's been on there since the beginning imagine if we'd have done it imagine if we'd have done that film like two years ago and then all of a sudden it gets into the top ten well that's alright because we could have claimed to just be ahead well yeah but it's just bizarre it threw me a little bit it is odd it's really odd yeah it's really strange there's two Shrek films in this week's top ten by the (laughs) the way double Shrek Shrek and Shrek Forever After still (laughs) holding its way and the Adam Project is still there at number two. Okay. Five weeks into its release. Still getting double figures. 10.9 million viewers this week. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've not really watched much this week, I've got to say. Mm. It's been a very busy week. <laughs> Have you? Have you had a busy, you've been a busy yeah. boy? Yeah, busy boy. I'm still going on with The Last Bus. Yes, how's that going? It's very much a kid's TV show. Oh, okay, because we weren't um, sure last week. We weren't you sure. Told us. Um, it's, it's the sort of show you could watch with your kids. Right. And you'd both get something out of it. Okay. I'm getting something out of it by watching it. I'm enjoying it. And I, d- I am going to stick. I've done six episodes now. So I'll see it, see it through to the end. But it is very much a, a kid's TV show. Okay. So it's, n- it's not that sort of Stranger Things older. It's, no, it's it's a level below Stranger yeah. Things. It's Which a, is, that's, that's about group. the nostalgia, not about the, yeah, it's absolutely. not aimed at kids. It's the age group below the where Stranger Things is aimed okay. at. It's aimed at preteens and early teens, okay. I would say. Well, that's that's not a bad recommendation. No. Though, if you've you've come out and gone, actually, that's, that's it's actually really good. It. I watched episode five. Is the episode uh, directed by our um, Lord and Savior, the Lord and Savior Drew Cass on the Mighty Hair, um, and it is the best episode so far. Oh, well, there you go. Bless him. So there's a massive, great, big monster that turns up in that episode. Cool, and it's really good. Some of the kids are really good. One one stands out head and shoulders above the rest. Okay, but 
talent is. That's how child actors are, isn't it? There's always one better than all the others. Sure. I'll stick with it. It's good. Nice. But it is definitely not aimed at me. Okay. <laughs> um, I also, on a lower note, lower? Less, uh, less, <laughs> what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, less fun note, uh, I guess. Yeah, fine. I watched both episodes of the Jimmy Savile oh, you did? documentary. Okay, well, we can have a little chat about that because yeah. I, I watched it last week. Yeah. How did you find that experience? Hard. Yeah. Um, I thought, but it's, a, again, a really well-made documentary. I thought they've done a really good job with it with really difficult subject matter. Sure. Um, I think the first episode, I think it's aimed at an American audience. Feels like it. Because the first episode is very much, this is who these British people thought he was. And then this is who this guy really was, is the second episode. Exactly. The second episode is a lot more hard watching than the first one. And they start they're all talking to the victims and stuff. I was like, this is tough. That but woman's still but going it does kind it. of still work differently because, yeah. so I watched the first one and already going in with the knowledge of what who this guy did and who he was to then be seeing all these in effect, set up clips where he's mm. he's basically admitting all this all Ta- this stuff. He was telling you forever. Yeah, his whole career, he was telling there's, people. There's who a he really was. interesting. The the bit I I would have liked to have seen more of is that there's one point. I think she's only interviewed on a couple of cutaways as a psychologist. Yeah, who basically says, you know, I've I've made my whole life's work of of studying this sort of character and people with these issues and. She says, I've seen it over and over again when people are caught and they say, I'm so glad you caught me. Yeah. Because I know I wouldn't stop. Mm. And this is what happened when someone wasn't caught. Yeah. And couldn't stop. And got. And it's absolutely horrifying. I think there was a point in his career or in his life where he wanted to be caught. And then he got past that. And his ego kind of blew him up into. He believed that he was a. He knew he was a monster. But he believed that Especially he was in getting a, away with seeing it. Seeing those those interviews when he's older yeah. in the second episode, he's it's it changes from it's, it becomes just denial, doesn't it? Yeah. As opposed to toying with the listening, camera before. Yeah, and listening to the police tape interview where he gets really angry yeah. about policewoman. It's it's but it was interesting to see how watch. it was almost it seemed to be it was the rise of the internet that took caught, him down, yeah. Not took him down, but, but potentially closed the net on him, yeah. but not quick enough because like I said, people were able to start comparing experiences mm. and but but the absolute level of corruption and heads in the sand from the police, from the BBC. I would say that's my one disappointment absolutely from it. Absolutely criminal. Is that there was no there was not really any acknowledgement of that happening. There's an old there's a whole industries of people behind this who knew. Yeah. And the documentary doesn't do a good job of calling that out for I didn't think. Like the guy was on TV for 40, 40 yeah. to fifty years, you know. It's, so he's not just. We're not talking about a small group. No, of we're people. not talking about like one or two people. We're, who we're, talking, we're like talking a couple of generations of people industries. in this industry. Full industries of people. The yeah. whole entertainment industry. No, the, there's journalists. Andrew Neil said it, and I would never thought I'd say that. But Andrew Neil said it the best when he was like, "Did the journalists let the country down?" Yeah. Because right, he'd be, he'd know a thing about. It would indeed. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it, it fascinated. And that one woman who like wrote that article, and then that's what spiraled it all from there. Yeah, because and I can't remember who it was. The other, the other investigator, the guy on Panorama, wasn't it? Yeah, He's, yeah. He, uh, he followed a it. A news night who had his uh, story pulled. Yeah, so he was like, oh, she's written it down. Yeah, that means we can. That must mean we can do, do something. something now. Because she and then dared just, to. It was just one line about. Yeah. 
oh, what about these rumors? And she was like, I knew I had to ask him, so yeah. I asked him, and then and then it just spiraled from there. And that that guy was so unlucky that Jimmy Savile died when he did, because he would have got him, I think, otherwise, yeah. another four or five years. Well, I think. maybe not, not even that was the way. It's Probably not even that, no. But yeah, he, I think he took him down. It's a it's a fascinating documentary. It's another really well made Netflix true crime documentary, and there's the people in this country who were saying. Oh, well, I always knew he was a creep. I knew he was something right, right with him. I'm not buying it. Jimmy Savile was the most famous man in this country when I was growing up. Yeah, I or did, one of. I most. just, I just didn't interact. I, like no. I said last week, I just, I wasn't interested in what. But you knew who he was. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody knew who yeah. he was. He was, he was just this guy who was like larger than life yeah. on the TV all the time. I mean, at one point, he was on the TV 40 hours in one week or something stupid. Oh, really? It's crazy, and I don't know. It, it, it winds me up. I was like, yeah, we always knew you didn't but there are plenty of people out there who did well exactly but yeah definitely check it out it's a really well-made netflix true crime documentary it's well worth checking out but it is the second episode is a tough tough watch i'm not going to recount it here that, I know there exactly is a scene in there scene. in the second episode and it is one of the most it absolutely chilled me to the bone it gave me goosebumps it, it was, was harrowing absolutely horrifying yeah it really was and it's just and it happened a, on it's live a clip TV. Of him being interviewed on... Or him interviewing somebody. Yes. And just on, on live TV. TV. And it went out like it is now. But now you know the context of it. Yeah. It's chill. It's chilling. Yeah. It really is. Anyway, let's raise <laughs> raise up the tone again, shall we? Let's try. Did you extend your rod this week? You know I did. To episode four of Kiss Me First. Yeah. How many episodes of Kiss Me First are there? There are six. Okay, so we're nearly there. We've got two more to do. What did you think of episode four of Kiss Me First? I, I'm still interested. Yeah. I don't know if it's me. Okay. Or the show. Right. But I feel my interest is dropping a little. This is what I said last week. It's losing me a little bit. And, and it's just taking Like a character turned up this week. I had no, I felt like I was supposed to know who he was and yep. I didn't know who this person was. A completely American guy. Yeah. Yeah. I completely who, agree. Who went around and killed just a couple of people. Came out of nowhere. And I, I don't know if it was, oh, so you felt that as well. Cause I didn't know if I'd just missed him. No, I don't think you had. <laughs> if you did, I did as well. Yeah, he just came out of nowhere and started killing people. Yeah. And I'm like, there's so much going on in this show. It's a packed 40-odd It really is. It? It's, there's constantly something happening. I, there's just, it's almost too much for me now. I'm like, I can't keep track of what's going on. There's, there's people all over the shop. I, the virtual world stuff pretty much dropped off completely this yeah, well, the last two hard, weeks, but especially been any. Yeah. episode four. I don't think there was any. There was a couple of flashbacks, wasn't there, from yeah. previous scenes, but there's not been actually any in these last two. I do think Tallulah Haddon, who plays Layla, the lead in it, is really good. Yeah, I agree. I think she's brilliant. Really good. Yeah. At times, she has to be strong. She's trying to help out other people. Yeah. Yet also very naive and vulnerable. I think yes. I think she does a really good job. She does. She plays vulnerable very well. Uh, and I'm 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 keen to see how this ends up, but I feel the last two episodes have been, at times, a bit tough to get through. Yes, I agree. Like this this week, when... circuitous, circuitous. Good work. Thanks. This week, when she found out that the guy she's living with, the the roommate, was being was chatting away to whoever this guy is on the other end of the phone, and she threw all of his stuff out. But then they've they've also fallen in love in the same episode. They fell in love and fell out of love in the same episode. Uh, well, so no, it wasn't just on. in the same episode. It was... Within 20 minutes. <laughs> it was four scenes. Yeah. So, like, they did the naughty, 
then he went off to work or whatever and then when that he was, came back all yeah. his stuff was all over the street yeah yeah, it's it's moving very quick. There's a they're but sometimes a slow, depending. On. Yeah, but it's losing. It is losing me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. But it's really well made. Yep. It's it's good. It's just yeah. It, it's not it's not impossible to come back from it. No, absolutely not. I'm sure they can. And I'm I'm, I'm I intrigued am keen to see. To I'm still keen to see where it's going. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Okay. Anything well, else? I don't know when we'll watch the rest because it's the end of the season. We'll watch it before the next episode of The Wave. We'll get into this at the end because we've, we've got some admin to do on That's when episodes are coming and when they're not coming. Have we got anything else to talk about in this episode? I have got a game. Oh, you've got a game? Yeah. Excellent. I love a game. What got, are we doing? I, I thought we'd play a game related to our season finale movie. Okay. Flying Monkeys. Flying Monkeys. And also, it's kind of a tribute to like the original podcast. Okay. That made podca- podcasting famous. The first podcast. Well, not the first, <laughs> but certainly one of the uh, most impactful early podcasts. Do you, remember, do you remember when Ricky Gervais used to do monkey news? Yes. Well, we've got a monkey game. Excellent. As we play Banana A or Banana B. Great name. Thanks. I'm excited. I like bananas. I don't know why I just said that, because I don't. <laughs> do you know what? I do. I think they're great. I Fruits. What's your top best fruit? Raspberries. Oh, yeah. good. Raspberries is good. I like banana-flavoured things, but I don't like bananas. Okay. Strange. Strange boy. What's your favourite fruit? Strawberry. That'd be my second. I'm well into berries. Yeah. I really like berries. Blackberries. Blueberries. I love bloobs. <laughs> bloobs. I love a bloob. Grapes. Are grapes a berry? Yes, they are. I like a grape. What's your favourite grape? <laughs> Green. I like purple. Okay. Have you tried those candy floss grapes they sell in Asda? No. They're nice. Okay. They taste like candy floss. What's with the candy floss? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mention it in uh, when I was talking about the last bus, but there's a candy floss monster. Oh, there you go. That's the, that was the other time I was going to mention it. Fine. Yeah, anyway. You should get some. They taste like candy floss. They're really nice. Really like super sweet grapes. Anyway. Monkey game. Monkey game. Right. I've got five, rules? five monkey facts. Okay. You tell me simply, are they true or false? Cool. True is banana A, false is banana B. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shouldn't it have been banana I and banana no? Doesn't work. <laughs> Does a little bit. Okay. Better than banana B. <laughs> <laughs> banana O, I like. I'm going to use that instead. Well, whatever you want. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody's even listening by this point. <laughs> the rules are out the window. All right. Let's get it. The show on the road. So the facts about monkeys. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> okay, I've got it now. I mean, it's it's not rocket, rocket science. No, it's monkeys. Yeah. Monkey science. Okay, first one. On the Japanese island of Yakushima, macaque monkeys are known to ride deer for transport. Oh, that's well cute. In return, they groom the deer and bring them food. So they used the oh wow that's really clever. Monkeys are clever. Deers so they're are cool. literally saddling up a deer and getting around. I don't, I don't imagine they're using saddles. <laughs> mm, banana. Correct. Wow, that's cute. I like that. I, I think I've got a picture. I'll put it in the Discord. A picture of a monkey riding a deer. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I have somewhere. I'm sure I saved it. So we will put. <laughs> I love we that. We'll put that. That's cute. Up there. Uh, in the Discord. This week. Get in the Discord if you want to see a monkey riding a deer. That's yeah. something I never thought I'd say. <laughs> Wait, just learn something every day. I don't imagine deers in Japan either. That's weird. Okay, fine. 
according to a study by researchers in Utah, the louder the monkey, the smaller its testicles. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's interesting. I don't think that's true, though. Um, Banan B. It's Banan A. It's true. true. So if you're loud, you've got small testicles. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's why people always say how quiet I am. No comment. <laughs> you host a podcast. Okay, next one. One of Honduras's biggest celebrities. I'm just going to keep going is Jacob the monkey, who works as a quality inspector at the Chiquita Banana Plantation. Away from his day job, Jacob has numerous TV and movie credits. (laughs) I would say that's not true, but there's a lot of detail in there. And I don't know if you would have made up that much detail. So Jacob the monkey, though, that doesn't sound right. Quality inspector at a banana factory. Banana. It's banana B. You oh, made banana. that up? Yeah, I did. Yeah. All of it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to try you and throw okay? you off this end. <laughs> you should, you should I, do more writing. I, I've lost track of how many you've won. I think I've got more. I've got, that was my first one wrong, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't have to I got the, back. I got the no, testicles right. No, you got the testicles wrong. You're, like, yeah, some, you're okay, I've one got down. one right. Yeah, that's fine. You can, uh, you can pull it back. Okay. Uh, in 1968, US Airman Corey DeChambeau suffered a heart attack while flying his cargo plane into Des, Mo- Des-, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Physically incapacitated, but barely able to speak, he managed to instruct his pet monkey Pumpernickel to safely land the plane. Interviewed after the event, DeChambeau stated, Pumpernickel must have flown a couple of hundred flights with me before that day and i can only think he was paying more attention than i realized again there's a lot of detail there but you proved me wrong in the last one i'd like to think that's true that a monkey would fly a plane but then i was really amazed when they rode a deer in the last one there's quite a big <laughs> jump between the two <laughs> deers are hard to steer i think <laughs> steer yeah. banana a s banana b you made that up as well yeah. wow you throw me here i'm like three one down Okay, last one. Good work, though. Uh, The infinite monkey theorem. Are you familiar with that? Yes. So that is that uh, enough monkeys with enough typewriters and enough time could produce the works of Shakespeare. Yeah. That's been tried in real life. (laughs) Is it actually? Yeah. Monkeys typed five pages of the letter S, smashed the keyboard with stones, and then took a shit on the typewriters. (laughs) True or false? Oh, okay. Uh, True. That's that's definitely happened. Yeah. But it did say infinite amount of time, so eventually they would have done it. Well, that's the whole. You'd have to fix the typewriter. Yeah. That's it? an expensive project to put together, isn't it? <laughs> it is, to yeah. like add infinitum. Yeah, where do you get infinite monkeys from as well? Yeah, exactly, and infinite. Who even has a typewriter these days? <laughs> Good game. I enjoyed that. Okay. I was rubbish at it, but I enjoyed it. It's fine. We all had fun, and now we can go and watch a movie about <laughs> flying monkeys. We probably should. Are flying we? monkeys. This movie's called. Yeah. So low budget, really low budget B movie. TV movie, in fact. Yeah. But it's got Michael Monroe in it. Yeah. Who's, like, super famous now. Also... Also super famous. What I like about this sort of movie is that you don't need a synopsis. No. You literally just need the title. It's about flying monkeys. (laughs) Simple as that. Are we doing admin now? Are we doing it on Thursday? Let's do it now, because it's the wave. We'll do both. But basically, 
Next week, will there will be no episodes of Bottom of the Stream. No, we're having a we're holiday. Having a, we're having a holiday. We're having a week off. We've thoroughly earned one after this season of films. The following week, we because of our wildcard competition, people win a prize. They do. If they win the stream table. The prize is that they can pick any movie from any period of time in the whole history of the world and we'll do an episode on it. Yeah. We've never fulfilled our end of the bargain on that. So we're going to fulfill our end of the bargain on that. We're going to do one. So that that Monday, I guess we'll do a mini wave plus that. Yeah, I'll probably do throw some news in. Throw some news in, and then and we'll, we'll do we'll do like half an hour on the movie that Sam Mulholland has picked. Yes. Then the that Thursday will be a Botskas episode. Correct. I'll put all this detail in the Discord and on Twitter and everything. And then the week after that, we'll be back to normal. Yeah, season seven. Season seven starts. So, in summary, no episodes next week. Two episodes the week after. Which will be the wildcard winner episode and the Botskers. Can't wait to do the Botskers. I know. And then back to normal. Season seven. Season seven, the following week. Yeah. Easy peasy. A lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> we do it because we love it. So now we, we need to go and talk about some flying monkeys, I guess. Let's do it. See you later. Cheers. Bye.